recapping the NBA action from Wednesday, August 12th down in Disney World. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube and to everyone downloading these podcast classics on the Athletic Network and Apple and Spotify, wherever you get them. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us here tonight, as always, is Tass Mills. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Mm. Last but not least, making this magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are for another bubble wrap, our fort. Consecutive night of recapping the NBA games and news. We're actually going to play Is This News tonight. Got some good headlines, some juicy ones to sink our teeth into. We'll also make some predictions for all of the teams, four of them still hoping to make the Mega Bowl on Thursday. Big, big day in the NBA tomorrow. But let's quickly go through these games. It was only four on today. And if my math is correct, I mean, right before we jumped on here, we're trying to figure out together, like, hey, is this series official? I think this one's locked in. Can anybody jump? Who's got the tiebreaker? Blah, 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 blah. We think the playoffs are basically set except for who the Lakers are going to play once, you know, we finally figure out who the eighth seeded is. In the East, it's Bucks Magic, Raptors Nets, Celtics 76ers, and Heat Pacers. Though we don't know who has home court advantage in that one yet, but they're playing each other. Nice. And then in the West, with uh, after what just happened here tonight with the Clippers picking up the win over the Nuggets, it's going to be Lakers against the eight seed, Clippers, Mavericks, Nuggets, Jazz in the three six, and Lee. By God, you called it, my man. Thunder Rockets. Hashtag Thunder Rockets. You've wanted to see it for a long time. In fact, you were making predictions months <laughs> ago. I think saying that the Thunder are going to upset the Rockets mm. in the playoffs here. So you, you're going to have a chance at it because it's happening. Yeah, well, I might as well make my prediction now then, I guess. But um, technically, though, right now, the Thunder are in the fourth spot and the Rockets are in the fifth, so it won't technically be an upset if the Thunder win uh, then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, well, actually, that can still change in theory. Yeah. I guess the Houston, uh, they both have a game still to play, so Houston could be the fourth mm. seed mm. with a loss from OKC and a win from Houston. It doesn't matter. I, I think we would still take that as an upset, Lee. That would be okay. fair. You, especially because you called it months ago. But mm. again, quickly through these games, let's start with the Rockets. They lost tonight despite a monster game from James Harden. The Pacers got the win. 108-104. The only interesting thing that I want to get into from this game, Tass, was a tweet of yours. We're jumping right to tweet of the night. <laughs> tweet of the day from J.E. Skeets here. Um, you know, I almost dropped some eye emojis on it, Tass, because I read it. I was like, hmm, Wow. Does Tass have a point here, or is Tass overreacting? What's going on here? Tass, your tweet. Guess we're not going to see the best of Oladipo this season. Okay. Any chance he pulls out of the playoffs? Wow. Talk me through your thinking, concocting that tweet. Like, uh, I mean, and I'm excited to hear what the other guys think, too, but we got to start with you. It's your tweet. Like, You really think that's a possibility? The guy, I know, after you know being pretty wishy-washy, whether or not he was even going to play in the seeding games, he plays... He has not impressed all that much. Team's still racking up some W's, though. They're in the playoffs, of course. And you think maybe he could say, all right, you guys are in? All right, you good? Mm -mm. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, I think think the chances of him pulling out are slim. I think they would increase if TJ Warren can't play because he also has plantar fasciitis like DeMontis Sabonis has. I guess plantar fasciitis is contagious. Uh, But uh, the plantar fasciitis thing shouldn't slow down TJ Warren, so... Is it an overreaction or do I have a point? Probably an overreaction, but I guess it's more about 
just Victor Oladipo being uncertain whether he's not or, or not whether he was going to play. So I don't think you can predict what Victor Oladipo is going to do. So uh, it sounds crazy right now because he played. But who knows with Victor Oladipo? I think there is somewhat of a chance uh, and a better chance if they have no chance in the playoffs if TJ Warren doesn't play. So it's it's slim. Yeah, more of a reach than anything for sure. And that's probably and, why there was very, very little engagement on that tweet. <laughs> oh, interesting. Sorry. I didn't see the likes or the retweets on that. Yeah, well, should, way to bring that up. Folks. Really yeah. hurts. That really <laughs> that's what, hurts. That was, Tess is like, that was my worst tweet of the day, actually. I had a lot more engagement on my other ones. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I want to make this very clear on tonight's bubble wrap. We're not going to get into our actual predictions for these series, despite knowing them. We're going to save that for some special podcasts. Again, I said this last night. There's some of our favorite shows we do all year where we go through each series, ask the key questions, break them down, and then make our predictions. We're going to do the Eastern Conference on Friday, very likely, and then we'll probably have to wait until Sunday um, just to do our Western Conference one. Again, we have to wait to find out who the Lakers play. But we know the Pacers are playing the Heat. Trey, is there anything to what Tass is tweeting about Oladipo? Do the Pacers have a chance against the Miami Heat? You think that's uh, favorable for Miami? You know, they, they won the season series. What do you think? Well, I think Tass is a lot like Charlie Blackman. He's batting about 500 on this tweet. We're not going to see the best of Oladipo this season. That seems pretty clear. He just hasn't looked right so far, despite the fact that he is playing. But you have to think he's going to play in the playoffs. But even if Victor Oladipo's there in the playoffs, even if TJ Warren is healthy, which this plantar fasciitis sounds like something that's going to, that he'll get over pretty quickly, I still think that the advantage lies with the Miami Heat. They just have a little bit of a higher ceiling. Their shooters, I feel like, can get hotter. Jimmy Butler can reach a higher playoff ceiling uh, than probably anybody else on the Pacers. So I would be picking uh, Miami, no doubt, but uh, I'll say that, you know. I don't want to reveal it at this time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, no Russell Westbrook in this one for the Rockets, and we'll get to his injury in Is This News. Um, But the game specifically, Lee, I'm not sure how much you watched of it, but I know you were sort of... Well, you went on a tiny bit of a rant how frustrated you were with Miles Turner. Oh, yeah. And uh, he had a pretty good game for them offensively tonight. Helps when you're playing the smaller Rockets maybe, but 18 and 12 um, got to the free throw line and stuff like that. Helped a little bit more defensively in this one, even though Harden caught late fire. What did you think of his game or, or this one overall? Well, I'm glad he didn't shoot a three-pointer today. That's the first time yeah. in the bubble because he's uh, he, he's not a good three-point shooter. He went four for five in one game, but he just doesn't look like that's uh, a really strong part of his game. And against the Miami Heat, I really don't like the matchup for him going up against Bam. I think Bam is uh, just too athletic at both ends of the floor. So I think the Heat have a clear advantage in that one. Um, defensively, the, the real problem I've found with him, he's just been devoured on pick and rolls. And uh, he, he seems to just get lost a lot, which is... A big problem when there's no Sabonis there and he's their shot blocker. And I find teams often just get inside and get uh, fairly easy looks on him. So that's something I think the Pacers have to work on with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's got he's got those long arms. He's a tall guy. He's athletic. But uh, he just needs to really improve how he reads the game defensively, I think, if he's going to have the impact. And it's funny because, you know, he, he thinks he's uh, in line for defensive player of the year, but he doesn't seem to have that respect throughout the league, I don't think, because that's reflected in the fact that he doesn't really uh, get considered in those conversations. And I think, you know, in the bubble down here, I've certainly noticed it a lot more, I think, uh, just with him. And maybe that's because Sabonis isn't out there because yeah. it's either it's either uh, Turner or Batadze. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like this matchup for the Pacers against the Heat. I, I, I think they're going to really struggle. 
think the Heat have got too much defensively, save too it, much shooting. Save it, save, save it, it, man. Save it, man. Save, yeah, save, yeah. save, save your it, juicy man. takes, man. Save your juicy takes, man. Jeez, jeez, jeez. You're giving it away for free, man. We, char- we charge for the playoff preview podcast. We don't charge for this one, man. No, but look, you know, kidding. yeah, 10 free throw attempts today. So uh, that's the yeah. most he's taken. Do that. Get, you know, do your own pick and roll. <laughs> get inside. And, uh, and I think that's just a better way that he's going to be more effective in their offense than, than trying to uh, shoot three-pointers. One more question from the Pacers side of things, though. A little news with them today. We won't put it in this news. Uh, Nate McMillan getting a contract extension task. Were you surprised by this yeah, at all? Yeah, I love it. I love, I love it. it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Nate McMillan. He is well, one of those guys. Lee was just talking about Miles Turner wanting to be in the Defensive uh, Player of the Year award talk. Nate McMillan, always in the Coach of the Year award talk, but doesn't get a ton of respect around the league. He's always in the, on the periphery. Uh, because he does a great job uh, since he's been head coach of the of the Pacers, but he kind of flies under the radar. So I'm happy for him. Okay, let's keep it going here. Uh, Raptors 125, Sixers 121. This game, <laughs> and I'm not saying this just because I'm a Raptors fan. So don't drop the damn homer on me today, because I don't want to hear it, Lee. I'm not in the mood. This was somehow one of the most enjoyable games from the last 14 days, and I know that sounds insane because down the stretch. None of the starters were playing. This was a battle of the reserves. This was a battle of the third stringers. There's a guy named Paul Watson on the Raptors. <laughs> he was playing, Ooh. and he was scoring. And Stanley Johnson hits a game winner. The Raptors rallied from 10 down. But it was actually fun because the benches were so into it, you know, talking a little trash to each other, cheering on their guys that don't get a lot of minutes. And it was a really entertaining game. I know even I know Trey Kirby, you were excited. You were in the slack like, well, this is actually quite fun here. Like, how are we getting into this game? There's, this a, was a pointless game. the feel-good win of the bubble so far. This is the most Disney-feeling game I think that we've seen thus far. And on a completely related note, Skeets, just a magical design on your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Just magical. Completely unrelated. But, but um, no dunks.com for that bad Yeah, one. but like seeing the interaction between all the starters who were on the bench, you know, Al Horford and Joel Embiid, taunting the Raptors starters on their bench, but they're all smiling and laughing through it, watching all of the deep bench reserves make these clutch plays down the stretch. Paul Watson, like you're saying, scoring. Stanley Johnson carving it up, like dishing assists, getting buckets, that crazy little floater uh, to win the game. It was just very fun to watch. Everybody looked like they were having an incredible time rushing the court for basically no reason at all. It looked awesome. And uh, Adrian Griffin getting his first career win as a head coach, filling in there for Nick Nurse. Uh, I just wish Nick Nurse was playing the guitar on the sidelines while, while this game was going on. And, and yeah, Griff, Griff let me jump, jump in there because the production uh, have, has been phenomenal. Everything, watching it, we've all been enjoying it as we sit at home. It's been great. But I don't know, know if you noticed Nick Nurse's interview when he was on the mic. There was some sort of delay where he was sounded like he was slurring, and he was about fourteen beers in. Everything he was saying, Adrian Griffin deserves this chance, and we should be so happy for him. It just sounded horrible. Uh, but yeah, are you it was- saying? It's possible Nick Nurse was at the pool all day drinking a bucket of Corona. Is it possible? Are we are we spreading that rumor or no? Get him a hat with BB on it because he's a bamboo boy. <laughs> Did he say, hey, I want to take a day off and just go chill out. We don't care about this win. Griff, this is all yours. And then, yeah, maybe, maybe he just hung out there, had some fun, and they asked him to do the interview. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I can do this. 
Yeah, just it was just one slip up, the <laughs> first slip up I think of uh, of the broadcast. It was great. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was honestly a super fun game to watch down the stretch. I mean, again, the Raps getting back into it and them trading buckets and just all these guys, a lot of guys you've never heard of, um, you know, playing their ass off. That's it. It definitely. Uh, you know, there's been some, especially over the last couple of days, but had the summer league vibe, right? Yeah. That you were just like, oh, yeah, oh, this takes me back to the Bamboo Boys and then Vegas <laughs> here. Oh, my God, I can't wait to do a show with the guys late at night. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yep, fun game. And, uh, again, great uh, great production and great energy from the uh, benches getting into I it. I feel like you could even hear the 76ers bench howling when Howell Neto got a basket late in the game like he had like a little take and one he finished with his left hand you could hear them going oh <laughs> in the background maybe it was dropped in ca- crowd noise but I like to think it was I don't know Matisse Thibel or something like that yeah yeah I, that I almost fun. I almost wonder if the Raptors with all their hooting and hollering trying to like you know pump up their reserves out there because they were doing it first in my opinion and then the Sixers guys like well we got to start doing it <laughs> could it ignite the Sixers chemistry a little bit better you know that I know they got the, the the L there ultimately in the end but maybe maybe there's something there though Joel Embiid um I don't know if there's an update or a status on him he again got sort of injured right uh didn't play a big chunk of the second half I'm not sure how serious it is at all didn't look all that well in the first half but that could be a case of uh you know rhabditis yeah Marcus Allitis um yeah, so is there anything out there, Leah? I saw you were looking at it. Nah, yeah, I'm just looking at it now, but it was okay. his wrist, I think, they were saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Gasol gave him a nice hack job. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. But, well, yeah, there's nothing I would be worried about, but I would say the Raptors bench coming out onto the floor and cheering cheering them on, way better, way a better cheering section, way more influential or consequential, or, or you could just feel it, rather than the Sixers who were more in their seats. Right, yeah, yeah, but hold on. Couldn't the officials have given them a tech? Is there a rule that they're supposed to say in their uh, soccer seats over there? We can follow COVID rules? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Joe sure they're Borgia. encouraged to stay in their seats. I'm sure. Well, they gave out a few techs anyway in this game because uh, Kyle Lowry just doesn't know how to have fun out there. He just wants to play to win and murder his opponents. So, he got a tech uh, for yelling and one. Uh, he got he, teed uh, up. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. I mean, Boozer would have been screwed. What about his uh, his layup to end the first half there? Did you see that where he yep. was just like, I'm so angry here. And he traveled. He d- ma- took a massive travel at the end. But it was just like, Kyle, just relax, man. Just relax. So, uh, yeah. He, but, I mean, you know, he just doesn't know how to. He's a bit like Westbrook like that. Like, Lowry yeah. just can't sort of turn it he off. He can't he's turn like, it off. No. no. You have exactly. to take him out completely. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was diving for a loose ball. Then Gasol <laughs> hit the floor for a loose ball. I mean, yeah, well, you have to take them out. Someone said he took three charges in the scrimmages. So, uh, you know. <laughs> what a fool. He would be the only guy at your pickup run calling charge. You're like, get out of here. You're calling charges. Oh, man. Yeah, fun game. Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, Western Conference team versus an Eastern Conference team. And there was stuff at play in this one. The Thunder beat the Heat 116-115. OKC rallied from 22 back. And this, it wasn't Stanley Johnson like the Raptors game. It was Mike Muscala, Moose, hitting a game-winning three. And in doing so, a couple things happened. Um, the Thunder are locked into the 4-5 matchup with the Rockets, as we talked about. And 
and it guaranteed the Sixers get OKC's 2020 first round pick. So Moose, former Sixer Mike Muscala, helping out the Sixers with that pick. Otherwise, it would have been, I think, turned into a couple second rounders, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because of where it would have fallen. It was 1-20 to 20 protected, but they're getting it. And this one, another huge loss from Miami in terms of, I think it's their fourth time this season they've had a 20-plus point lead and blew it. Now again, a lot of star guys not you know playing down the stretch and stuff like that. We had Solomon Hill and Muscala trading big buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you had that with the Stanley Johnson and uh, other guys in the Sixers I hadn't even heard of, one of them being a Canadian I had never even heard of. It's officially time to start the playoffs when this is going on, but not many days left of the seating. But anything from this one you guys wanted to add? I saw that uh, Darius Baisley had 16 points in the fourth quarter, so I watched the highlights, and he did indeed have 16 (laughs) points in the fourth quarter. He looks great. What a takeover game. A lot of people are saying Baisley and Muscala are the new big two in OKC. <laughs> Blazley's actually played pretty well down there. He in looked the good. Here. He looked yeah. good. The, the three pointer looked smooth. Yeah. Um, the one thing I saw from this, I know Worldwide Wild was tweeting about it. I happened to be watching uh, the game when it happened, too. Jimmy trucked Chris Paul. Lee, I don't know if you saw this. After Chris Paul. Okay, so Chris Paul, he's doing Chris Paul things. I mean, you're talking like, just like Lowry, right? He's, yeah. t- you know. He's swiping at Duncan Robinson. He's talking trash. He's upset with Duncan Robinson. That continues for a couple plays to the point where then Chris Paul like steals it from Duncan Robinson, chucks it off his shoulder. I mean, it was <laughs> damn near close. Oh, to his I did head. see that. that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that happens. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. You know, there's like it, it's Chris Paul showing up Duncan Robinson. Duncan seems a little scared if I'm being honest. Jimmy, the next time he has a chance trucks Chris Paul. I mean, just <laughs> levels him. You know, Chris Paul's playing defense, and Jimmy just throws the shoulder into him. Chris Paul goes flying. It was, like, hilarious how far he went flying, and he got the offensive charge. But Jimmy postgame says, you mess with one of my guys, especially one of our shooters. I love that part. <laughs> you got to deal with me and everybody else. So Jimmy's sticking up. He was sticking up for Duncan Robinson. If you saw the exchange again, Worldwide Wob has it. Uh, that's what he did. That was the yeah. fireworks from this one. <laughs> well, I didn't see that part of it, but I did see the Chris Paul part earlier because, uh, yeah, he's he just... Uh, he just can't go out there and just be like, it doesn't really matter the outcome of this game, so we're just going to go out there and play. They have to uh, liven it up. But Jimmy Butler, that's the sort of thing he wants to show the younger guys. Like, I've got your back here. I'll, I'll yeah. be the I'll be the muscle if we need it, and I'll sort of set the example because you know you can see that Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. I can see teams like the Pacers in the playoffs will target those guys because once they get open, man, those guys are money from downtown. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they know that their leader and their best player, Jimmy's got their back, it'll, it'll just give them a great level of confidence. And uh, and that's kind of Jimmy. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be that guy who's, uh, you know, he's got his team. He's got everyone on the, on, the, on his back. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That was the biggest hit of the bubble. That yeah, truck, yeah. undoubtedly. And it was on offense, and he lined up Chris Paul. <laughs> but awesome. n- no, fi- so no uh, flagrant call or anything like that. It was done perfectly with some taste. Uh, so good job, good job by Jimmy. Uh, yeah, and I, and I loved how he didn't react at all either, Jimmy. Like it wasn't like what a tr- like. Are you kidding me? He flopped or like he was moving. Like he was hundred percent sending the message. I am <laughs> going right. to take a foul, an offensive foul, because I'm going to truck your ass because uh, you, you know you're bothering my guy, my shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was uh, someone else that can't shoot so well, you know, if it's a high flyer like Derek Jones Jr., okay, maybe we'll let it slide, but not the shooter. Not and Duncan then he walked Robinson. by Duncan Robinson because they, they both walked up 
together uh, or back on defense and he gave him the nut like yeah yeah that was for you dunk not getting letting you get dunked on this ain't nate duncan and danny larue uh the other thing i learned from this <laughs> game uh was that it, like when you watch or see guys play uh you know on, on a pickup floor or a pickup court you just you can't judge people by the look of of the way they play or, or how they look because solomon hill doesn't really look like a baller he just kind of looks like he's way past his prime but yeah huge bucket at the end and then mike muscala yeah 35 seconds left big three to tie it he hadn't hit a bucket and then hits the game winner right after it like baller for mike moose for the (laughs) moose man who does also does not really look like a baller whatsoever but he comes through definitely not was it was it blazely that set up that pass too (laughs) that that found him the moose i think it was i I'm pretty sure it was. I thought it was a travel for a second. I thought he almost hit the ground before because he didn't put a lot of zip on the pass. If it was him, you know, if, if someone's in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was Darius, but um, I thought he almost hit the ground. But it got to it got to Moose. He splashed it, and the Thunder win. Okay, final game. It was the one uh, we were waiting to wrap up here. Clippers defeated the Nuggets 124-111. LA clinches the number two seed. They will be playing the Mavericks. Um, Jeremy Grant had a good game for Denver, but Clips. Despite not having uh, Montrezl Harrell or Patrick Beverly playing in this, I thought this was like, they looked damn good to me. Like, especially PG and Kawhi had it going 25 plus each. And it was a close game. And then they just blew this one out of the water. Nuggets sort of helped them out. I don't know why they kept posting up Plumley. Oh my God. <laughs> killing me because we're going to get to it later in the pick'em. And I was the only one to have Denver. But uh, I don't know. Clippers look solid again, despite not having a full squad yet. We haven't I seen actually the Clippers. Well, yeah, but uh, defensively inside, I mean, Jokic had his way there. I mean, they, they, that's where they're in trouble, the Clippers. They just don't have a really strong, big enough guy there with Zubats. I mean, Jokic, he, he, I mean, he set out, I think, the last quarter there. He had 17 yeah. points, 11, but he controlled the game. And, and, and if he plays a full game, a normal game, I think the Nuggets win this one tonight because uh, I didn't think the Clippers' defense interior was, was very good. I, I thought it was a bit of a problem. And... Um, that, Montrose you know, no, Harrell would help. Yeah, he, well, of course he will help. He's coming back, but he's gonna, not going to be—he's not going to be match ready. You don't think for uh, you know it's going to take him a while to get fit and um, you know get yeah. up to game shape. And, sure. and Noah, of course, I mean he was there, hope that maybe he could fill a hole, but he only played garbage time. Uh, so that that to me is uh, is a problem for them. A little bit of an area of concern offensively. Certainly, I thought they were better when yeah. um, you know when Kawhi and Paul George get going, but. Uh, if you, if you face the Clippers, uh, whoever that will be in that first round, uh, if you can try to get inside and expose them a little bit, I think that's uh, that's a key there too. Well, they're lucky. It's going to be against Porzingis, and yeah. that usually doesn't go well when yeah. Porzingis tries to get yeah. inside. So save, it, could be... save it, save it, save it, yeah, save it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's a great take. That's a great key point. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Uh, anything from this one, though, guys? Tass, anything from Clips Nugs we just saw? Mm-mm. No? No, 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 no. I'm going to save it. Okay, yeah, you got to save it. I mean, uh, Lee, did you clip the Jokic full-court bomb to Michael Porter Jr.? No, I saw that. That was a beautiful... Why doesn't he just shoot it from there? He can put it on the money so easily. He may as well take a shot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You want Jokic to just shoot it from 80 feet? Why not? Did you see how precise he is (laughs) with that ball? (laughs) I think he took a half-court, half-time heave and he missed. He, um, it, it, but the way that he can ca- catch it, gather it, and then just lay it out like that so quickly is incredible. Oh, it's, but he had, it's amazing. he had another pass that wasn't full court. It was like this, like, 
he spun it around. Uh, I don't know who the defender was for the Clippers into Jeremy Grant. And oh, that was, was like, that was the one where Doris Burke was geeking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, it was. Uh, it was like, uh, give me a pitcher who's got a nice curveball on him because uh, that's who it was, man. He just, oh, he just facts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the replay of that Modern. is the replay of that is awesome because you can really see he spins it in there like that. Uh, but yeah, he, he he's incredible, and um, he just—it's so water polo like. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Or yeah. like a he had a layup like or something. It's just all one he, hand. He had a layup like that on a kind of broken play. Um, someone got it and just laid it up there to him. He just grabbed it and in one motion just flipped it up there as well. He's so much fun to watch, man. I love him. I love Nikola Jokic. Wow. Okay. Save it, save it, man, save it. Um, yeah. Look, this could be a second round matchup, right? Um. You know, Clippers two, Nuggets three. They they could win their series and, of course, play each other in the second round. So oh, save it, save it for our second well, round preview. Oh, so, oh geez, oh, I mean, we gotta get something out here for the people joining us live. I, I think it would be. I mean, I think I would be picking the Clippers. Um, there's something about the Nuggets. It's I, maybe it's because what happened to me last year. I, I picked them to beat the Spurs. I remember, and then I think I picked them again to beat the Blazers when they come up short. There's just something about them, despite how much I love Jokic. Michael Porter Jr. raises the ceiling. Jamal Murray's hit or miss. Obviously, he can explode for 30, but he can sort of have a dud night too. I don't know what it is, Trey, but there's something. It's like the confidence in this team I struggle with at times to win You know, four out of seven against, a, obviously, a talented team. No doubt. They seem a cut below the Clippers and the Lakers in yeah, the Western Conference, just. despite the fact that they're right up there in the win column, really, right? Um, yeah. But I don't know. That's the question. That's the thing that makes Michael Porter Jr. so intriguing is because maybe he could answer some of those questions. Because to me, the thing you're really pointing out is they need somebody who's a little bit bigger on the wing who can put the ball on the floor and get a bucket shooting a 16-footer over somebody if you need it. Jamal Murray takes so many of those weird floaters inside and one-footers mm-hmm. that... Even if he's making a good rate, they just don't seem very inspiring because you're like, what? You just shot it? You just shot it while you weren't even set anywhere? It just seems like you're throwing it up. They don't have a guy like a Kawhi Leonard who can get to his spot, rise up, knock it down. But you see Michael Porter Jr. He's so big. He's got such a silky shot. Maybe he can be that guy. And then he's been bringing it a little bit defensively and on the glass as well. If he's really going to be a player in playoff time, that's huge for the Nuggets. If Jeremy Grant's able to score the way he has been in the bub, then that's huge for the Nuggets. But you just don't have the confidence in those guys to do it in playoff moments yet because they're still young. They need Michael Porter Jr. to basically do what Tatum did in his rookie exactly, you know, postseason. Right. And that's asking a ton. Um, yeah, there was like that one where I think it was, was it Reggie Jackson was matched up on him near the end of the first half? And they just threw it to Porter, sort of like a, you know, pretty post up pretty far out. He just turned face splash. I mean, Tass, you made the comparison a couple nights ago, or maybe it was a week ago for all I know now. But like, there's KD elements to him for sure. Like just that silky smoothness that that popped out to me. That one, I'm like, yep, that was KD. That's a big, big dude that is silky smooth and obviously has a ton of confidence in his shot. But you're asking a rookie who didn't have that many games under his belt, who's played well here in the bubble, but like. You're really, you're like you're asking them to be like maybe your go-to scorer in playoff exactly. settings. That's asking a ton, I think. But anyway, we'll see. It could be an entertaining series for sure. They always play entertaining games, um, as as we saw last year too, in a lot of their mm-hmm. games versus the Spurs and the Blazers. I have that right, right? I mean, now I can't yeah. remember any yeah, they, year. That's they, who they uh, played last they beat year. The, yeah. uh, they beat the Spurs in seven. Yeah, and then, and then lost they lost in seven, seven at home to uh, the Blazers. That's it. That's, mm. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the Spurs kind of beat themselves, but the Nuggets got the victory, and then they lost to the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't yep, yep. wasn't wasn't a great great showing for the Nuggets last year in the in the playoffs, but 
I just wonder how much Michael Malone is actually even looking forward to next season. I know it sounds it sounds crazy, but he's playing Michael Porter Jr. a lot, who is going to be a big part of their future. He's playing Bull Bull a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what's the plan here, man? Are we Are we going to go the big three of Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray, and then focus on two defensive guys around them, which would be the plan? I understand Gary Harris is injured uh, and Will Barton is injured. I, I just wonder how much he really is focusing on this uh, postseason, which does sound a little bit nutty with all those talented guys I just mentioned. Uh, but it seems like he's just planting seeds. And uh, and Jeremy Grant would be a nice fit around there if he could hit the three-point shot around those three guys because you got three scores. You need sort of defensive guys who can shoot. I mean, you're looking for what everybody's looking for, uh, three-and-D type guys. Yeah. Jeremy Grant sort of fits the bill. Had a great game tonight. Mm-hmm. That was one mm-hmm. of his best games. I always forget, too, that Paul Millsap is on the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> That's been happening a lot to me. I, I remember I caught myself the other night, too, thinking, who else do they have? Oh, yeah, Paul Millsap. What is going on with Harrison Barton? Are they going to be playing in the playoffs, or are they a wrap? Are they done? Mm, I keep feeling like every second day, like, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll be back. And just keeps getting pushed. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. All right. Let's get to Is This News? Our first headline... Russell Westbrook, I teased it. Russell Westbrook out after MRI reveals right quadriceps strain. Now, he didn't play tonight against the Pacers. He's going to be out Friday against the 76ers. He will be reevaluated before the playoffs tip next week. Status though unclear. Tass, is this news, my man? Well, first, it's news because Adrian Wojnarowski isn't breaking news here. Sham Sharanya isn't breaking news here because those big reporters aren't in the bubble. It gives opportunities for other people to break some news, which was great. Kaylee Griffin, the Rockets sideline reporter, breaking some news. It felt weird not getting it from Shams or Woj. This just came out of nowhere. Sideline report in the broadcast, and then all the reporters, tweet, 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 tweet. Russell Westbrook is hurt. Getting it right from the broadcast. Nice. Crazy stuff. It's like the old days, I guess. Um, uh, I think, yeah, this is this is. Very, very big news. Uh, Eric Gordon uh, coming back and, and looking Eric Gordon like, I guess, makes it less news. Uh, but uh, Russell Westbrook not being in the lineup, if that's the case, I know we're, we're just all not we're not in the know here until Kaylee Griffin gives us another report. <laughs> but we really have no idea how good or not he's going to be. The good news is the guys on the floor look great. Eric Gordon come back. You know, the shot's not there quite yet, but at least he's on the floor. He's a very important part to their team. And James Harden, uh, it's sort of going under the radar because, uh, I don't know, Westbrook has taken some some of his uh, limelight, but the guy has been balling down there. He's 80% in the restricted area, which is a crazy number, uh, and 78% from the rest of the paint. Well, those numbers were a lot lower during the season, and so... I'm talking about those numbers because he should be in there, you know, with five spread. But Russell Westbrook, um, you know, is part of that five spread crew. Like, they need that guy. So, if they're going to win on offense, they need Russell Westbrook going full force. And I don't know. Is it is, is something caught up to him? Uh, has him coming down here after contracting the virus and going full force like Russell Westbrook only knows how? somehow giving him an injury that's going to linger throughout the postseason? Because if so, yeah, this is monstrous news. They need to be 100% healthy, 100%, because they need to be able to scrap uh, for defensive boards. They can't be killed on the glass. They need to get back in transition. He needs to be 
uh, as into it defensively as possible because him and Harden are not a great on-ball defender type crew. So yeah, this, this is big. This, this is big for the, especially the way they play. Yeah, he's like their center on offense. <laughs> I mean, not it's Tucker defensively, but it is him uh, offensively. Um, what do you think, Trey? Yeah, I think it's huge news. <clears throat> We've seen a James Harden offense-led team where he's doing everything. We've seen how far that can go, and it's not quite as far as when he has somebody else alongside of him who's there to take the pressure off, to take a little bit of the burden off. Uh, because, you know, like you're saying, Tass, not only is it a huge effort for Harden to do everything offensively, then on the defensive end, for Houston to, to have any sort of impact, everybody has to be tied in 100% of the time because they play so small and there's all the switching and everybody has to just be on a string. So it's a lot of effort required on both ends of the ball. Now you're asking even more of Harden. Then you're also asking Westbrook to come back in the middle of the playoffs, recover from the injury, and get back up to speed immediately. It's just terrible timing, especially considering they did just get Eric Gordon back. You would think they're trying to get healthy. I mean, obviously that's the point, but it's just not happening right now. The only bright side is every time Westbrook does get hurt, it seems like he comes back about twice as fast as anybody else who would have the same injury. So maybe he's playing by the next time uh, they're out on the court and we're just worrying out of nowhere because the guy did kind of just go out of nowhere um so we shall see what happens but if westbrook misses an extended period of time the rockets are going to be in trouble lee anything to add not really no i mean uh we just don't know obviously how severe it is and maybe uh hopefully the rockets are just going to be uh take take precautions here and sit him out and so he's right to go in the playoffs because this is one of those injuries anytime you hear a strain it's like wow this this could really inhabit his uh prevent him from running as fast as he likes to run out there and that just affects his whole game or it could be just something he can play through. So yeah. um, he's you know, playing. Obviously- uh, put me down as he's playing. He's <laughs> yeah, playing his I, old team now. Here too. I, I mean, I, uh, I agree. I agree. I think he'll play, even if it means like he, he you know, miss. If he's if he's going to play, he's going to play in those first uh, one or two games. And if that just sort of if something goes wrong, then he's like, all right, fine. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to go out there and try it from the start because uh, I can't see him on the sideline just watching. So, and if someone says, just take it easy for this first game, Russ, he's going to want to get out there straight away. Oh, my God. I hope to God he plays. I mean, like, the storylines, they just write themselves with him playing his old team. And then, of course, the Chris Paul situation. Yeah. I mean, the guy played with a dent in his face once. Um, (laughs) I like his chances of at least trying, like you're saying, Lee, to give it a go. And hopefully it isn't all that serious. And it's I think it was something that he injured, like, somewhat earlier in the bubble, took some games off. Correct me if I'm wrong. But then came back, gave it a go. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, it, uh, you know, maybe yeah. it's it's still painful. And then, you know, MRI showing this. So he's only I think, played four I think games, that's the yeah. timeline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it obviously has been sort of, uh, it's been a lingering thing here. And that's never, never good for a guy, obviously, that relies on his athleticism like he does. All right, our next one. Well, here we go. We got the news. NBA suspends Giannis. One game for headbutting Wizards. Mo Wagner. Trey, is this news? I mean, the reigning MVP is getting suspended for a game. He's going to win the MVP again, and he's getting suspended right before the playoffs. It's news, but it's more so news because it is the perfect suspension for conspiracy (laughs) theorists because you look at it and you say, oh, they suspended Giannis because Milwaukee plays Memphis in the last game, and Memphis needs a little bit of help here to stay in the Mega Bowl. But then you take it a little deeper and you say, no, 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 no. The league's actually doing this to help Memphis so that they can help Portland 
in the Mega Bowl because Memphis will be easier for Portland to beat than an 8-0 Phoenix Suns team. I'm telling you, it's the perfect suspension. All it really comes down to is that Giannis is going to for sure be resting in a game that he may have been resting in. Right, right. That's why you could maybe lean towards definitely not news because he was going to sit no. anyway, but I, but I hear you. I like that breakdown. I like that conspiracy theory there too. Tass, what do you think? Well, we talked about it extensively on Tuesday's bubble wrap, so please go back and give us another view. Uh, we desperately <laughs> need it. No, that would be really nice if you did. I thought it was one game. Uh, Lee thought it would be two games. Yeah. I, I, looking back, the camera at the end of the floor definitely made it more look more like a two gamer, uh, but I, I don't think I don't think it warranted more than one game. And I think we're in a perfect spot for him to be able to sit. And throw in another conspiracy theory here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Mike Budenholzer, head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, one of his assistants was Memphis's head coach, mm-hmm. Taylor Jenkins, last year. So mm-hmm. maybe he wants to give his old coach a win. <laughs> and he probably would have uh, sat Giannis down. Uh, for mo- but they're playing their starters a chunk of games. They're playing them you know, 20 minutes a game and then they're and then they're sitting them i think bud has always been like that he always likes to get his guys in that same flow and keep them going so maybe Giannis would have played 20 minutes he he, he i don't think he's sat out a game quite yet i'm not 100 percent certain on that but uh um, he missed maybe he missed one. One. Sure. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. did he miss the brooklyn man? he had uh they threw uh they they it was something to do with his uh teeth it was like a dental surgery. Yeah. He had oral surgery yeah that doesn't sound like a made-up excuse for that was the raptor game no, you're right. That's a weird excuse to me. That's up, a weird. They went in the bag for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's so weird, though. Let's keep yeah. that conspiracy hat on. Uh, yeah, it's so sure. weird that you'd be like, why would we question that? Who would write that down? <laughs> um, yeah, Lee, uh, you know, Tass said it last night, man. You were pretty adamant. You're like, well, you were freaking out when we were watching it here on the, on the show. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And you thought he would get definitely more than one game. Yeah, because it was, it was. It, in, in a headbutt sense, it was a wind-up. That's what I sort of saw there. He really walked in there and just, you know, rammed his head into uh, Mo Wagner. But I did a little bit of research, and a headbutt just gets you one game throughout league history. There's been 10 people i found here who have been uh, suspended for a headbutt. The only guy who got more was uh, Dennis. Well, Nene, Nene got two for a game when he headbutted Lou Admanson, but he also made contact with the referee, and then Dennis Rodman got six when he headbutted a referee, so it's uh, <laughs> a little different. But, uh, yeah, that's but remember, a different. Yeah. So, so that that seems to be the that seems to be the uh, standard here for yeah, the for the one. NBA is, is one game. But again, I think each case needs to be um, you know taken into a consideration, and and there was no need for Giannis to do it. Absolutely no need. It was a very very silly thing. However, yeah, him missing the playoffs, I think the NBA saw you know what one game is standard. Let's just do him for that, so then he's ready to go on the playoffs. But uh, yeah, yeah, we would just, like people. Like, we would like some people to tune in for the Bucks Magic game uh, on, <laughs> yeah. so on Monday or whatever they yeah. play. Uh, but that that's, that's the other point: is the NBA could have said, "Look, they're not going to they're not going to lose in the first round, so let's just give him two games." But um, but you know they didn't. I, look, like I say, often when you see guys headbutt, they're sort of clashing over a rebound or something like that, and it's more an instant reaction. Whereas Giannis like just walked up and just said, "No, I'm just going to do this," and that's where I think right. he, he extended himself unnecessarily. Right, right, right. But I think some people I saw at least on Twitter saying, uh, especially to your reaction, like, "Oh, he maybe gets two or three. 
the head, like he walks into him, no doubt, with his head. But he does not like a giraffe, like that classic <laughs> clip of two giraffes hammering each other with their heads. He does not wind up his head and smash him, you know. He's not. Yeah, but he's, he, it's not an accident what he's doing. It's no, not, you no. can't look at that and say, oh, that was, you know, unintentional. He was like, I'm well, let's ask Rex Chapman. Was it a block or a charge? I don't know. <laughs> um, I will say, this got to be the first time in NBA history that the eventual MVP was suspended for the final game of the season, right? Uh, you know, someone could look think that so. up. I would yeah. think so, though. Also, I thought it was very interesting that Woj's tweet about this read head bump instead of head butt. <laughs> what is the difference between a head bump and a head butt? To me, a head bump, Trey, am I wrong? Sounds sounds gentler to me. Not, oh, not sounds as malicious. Way gentler. I think yeah. uh, to reach full butt status, you got to go giraffe, like you're saying. You got to go with a huge windup to get the butt status. So maybe it was more of a bump. Maybe yeah, it was more of a bump. I don't know. It went straight into the ear hole, though. That's the part I didn't like. Go face to face if you're going for it. Um, mm. Giannis, by the way, Lee, was very apologetic uh, for, for his bump. All right. Uh, My bad. My bad. I had nothing to do with the ear. He said, quote, it was a terrible action and that if he could go back, turn back time, turn back time, and go back to that play, I wouldn't do it. So he he he... I'm agreeing with you, Lee. I mean, he's like, damn, I headbutted him or headbumped him. Like, I, I definitely, obviously contacted him with my head. And I, oh, did he say, apologize to Mike Dunleavy? Yeah, that's what I remember. I'll just, just say this about Giannis is that uh, he's a youngish guy still, but he does have to just keep his composure a little bit because he nearly got into a fight already in the bubble once. He had that thing with Dunleavy when I, he was either a rookie or second season, so that's fine. But he can't afford... To do react like that, uh, he he. That's this is hopefully. Well, the who's lesson. the enforcer then on the box? That's well, you the can question. be an enforcer like what Jimmy Butler did. You don't go out headbutting people. You can just you can you can send a bit <laughs> you of can a just different truck message. Him over with your well, shoulder? it's a different what what yeah. Butler did. He's just saying, hey, listen, I'm not. He, nothing sort of dirty or malicious about like that. Like Tass said, there was suspended. some class to it. <laughs> he reminds me. It. He reminds me of a young Akeem Olajuwon who was a hothead, and uh, you know that's that. Akeem Olajuwon got chucked out of a game against the Nuggets yeah, in the playoffs yeah. for touching a referee. Then he beat up Mitch Kupchak. The Rockets won that game, but you know, young uh, young Akeem Olajuwon was known for a bit of a hothead, and uh, he calmed down. So. That's f- hey, you want the fire. Like, don't get me wrong. I of think course you, you do. You, you, you want do. the passion. You, yeah. You, and if you don't have an, a Charles Oakley on your team, if you don't have an enforcer and you got to be it too, then buy it, then go at it. But yep. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you can't get yourself tossed out in a Game 7 exactly. situation. Oh, and when, potentially when, suspended in a playoff uh, series. Uh, right, but he's got right. big-headed Brooke Lopez there. He can be the enforcer. <laughs> you imagine him coming out with his big arms and big uh, legs. Like, Robin Brooke Lopez, Lopez only and Robin Lopez. Like Brooke, Lopez <laughs> Brooke and Robin could do the two-giraffe clip exactly. where they're just headbutting each other. <laughs> they could recreate that. Uh, the problem is all of their moves man. are fake. They're all wrestling moves, so nothing actually hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Giannis should have tried that angle. He's like, we wrestle all the time in the back uh mo wagner <laughs> doesn't know to, to sell it man or he like pop your head back um no, a lot of, uh, wagner sold it though he, well yeah he, yeah you're right, you're he, right. i mean he, I guess he wanted was, that suspension if it, it, a part of that was the reaction if wagner just stayed there i mean he was just he, he did he is a bit of an Come instigator on, the man rammed his head into it yeah you're gonna <laughs> fall i mean, I mean you're gonna... you can't just stay you can't stand there steven adams going. probably would have been like oh sorry <laughs> i don't yeah. know uh one more one note about Giannis. i saw at all the box tweet Giannis officially finishes the 2019-20 season with the highest player efficiency rating in nba history at 31.91 breaking the record that will chamberlain held since 
6263 uh, he had a 31.82 that year that's amazing that is that's i know per you know some people uh, you can poke holes in, in, in the stat and stuff like that but wow that's uh, pretty amazing when you're beating a wilt chamberlain record crazy all right next one here latest nba covid 19 test results return zero positive tests lee is this news well, it's good news. It's good news that it continues that way for the NBA. And uh, hopefully that will be the case because soon new people are coming into the bubble. Mm-hmm. And some are leaving, but some are coming. Some are family members and friends and, uh, you know, some other uh, guests are apparently coming well, down as well. no, 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 they're not. We'll get to that in a <laughs> well, second. Well, yeah, as long as they're pr- they've got a proven track record of having some sort of historical connection to that person, they're allowed in. But that's going to be... I'm sure the NBA is nervous about this because so yeah, far everyone be. everyone has, has towed the line and done everything they should have. And if there's been anyone who has failed a test like we saw, you know, missed a test like we saw with DeAndre Ayton the other day, the NBA is not taking any chances. You've got to get tested before you go out and uh, be around other people. So you'll bring in so many more people and kids and, and relatives and things like that. These people are going to have to follow the, the protocols uh, as strictly as everyone has so far because uh, it would be a complete disaster for the league if some family member came in and potentially, you know, brought the virus and then spread it through a team as the playoffs start. So obviously we hope that doesn't happen. Um, but so far the NBA has done such an incredible job keeping the virus out and uh, hopefully that continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw Kurt Helen right today. These press releases are starting to sound routine, um, but they absolutely shouldn't feel that way. And yeah, there are still a few months to go and like what you're talking about, I'm, I'm a little concerned like this new... You know, it, this little safety wrinkle is maybe uh, compromised a little bit with with uh, pl- um, uh, the players' families and stuff coming in and friends. But what Adam Silver and Chris Paul and the entire NBA has pulled off is damn impressive. I mean, it's a simple idea. Like, hey, let's just keep the virus outside of our environment, our campus, our bubble. Execution is far from easy. And obviously a ton of money went into this, a ton of planning went into this, and then you need the people to follow the protocols and for the most part everybody has. I mean, they it's not done yet. Let's not take the victory lap, but my god, it's uh pretty amazing that for what, the fourth consecutive week we're at zero of like 340 plus players, Trey. Yeah, they're doing great. The bubble is working and you know at this point it feels like this phase of the restart is going to work until they bring more people in. And I'm willing to give the league the benefit of the doubt. It seems like they've thought yeah. everything through it and it has worked so far as they have said they expected it to work. Not to mention the games have been great. The broadcast has been great. You know, I'm feeling positive about the way that the NBA has been handling things so far. Yeah, Tass, anything to add on that one? No, sir. I hope everything uh, continues status quo. And the uh, the quarantine rules and regulations are just as strict for everybody else who is coming into the bubble after the first round of the playoffs when they come in uh, August 31st, I believe, is the uh, yeah. the line. Yeah, well, let's get to that. The final piece of news I have here, tell me if it is news, the memo from the league, NBA players must prove, quote, long-standing relationship for non-family <laughs> members to enter bubble. Lee is already laughing. Uh, Trey, is this news? Oh, yeah, this is tabloid news, baby. This is the no Instagram (laughs) models rule. Uh, This is just it's just so good that you have to prove a pre-existing relationship. So there's going to be some sort of a fact finding mission to it, right? Like it's 2020. It should be pretty easy to prove your relationships. And you don't want to be zooming with Adam Silver, sharing your screen. And every picture of you is with this pre-existing relationship and you're partying somewhere. Throw in some wholesome pictures. 
have matching pajamas. Have a night where you're just sitting on the couch, right? They can't all be party picks. You need to set that wholesome boundary so that they want to invite your guests into the bubble so you can have a great time when they finally show up. They, uh, there might be a service here for the Photoshop boys, <laughs> right? You know, you got someone you want to bring, but you don't got the wholesome photos you need to show Silver. We could get to work. We could uh, throw you into a nice uh, campfire photo or, uh, like you said, in pajamas in front of the TV. Sure. My magnetic lasso is always at the ready. <laughs> Tass, uh, what do you think of this? I don't think these uh, the athletes want to mess around. This is a uh, this is all business, and uh, although you know there was some talk before the bubble from Stephen A. Smith wondering where the uh, the men are gonna find their uh, their their excitement from or, or their uh, their recreational activities from, these guys aren't gonna screw around. <laughs> and so, I, yes, it's in writing. Essentially, no IG friends coming. But I think these guys all get it. I don't think it's going to be a problem. You're going to be down to eight teams when they do this as well. And so it's going to be a lot less teams, uh, a lot less people to bring in. There's, I think, 17 hotel rooms per team. So that's like that's like one hotel room per player or two, you know, two max. And so there's not going to be it's not. It sounds like there's a lot of people, I guess, but it's going to be families. That's basically what it's going to be. I have a question. Um, are you going to be allowed to like... Uh, okay, like the four, like it's us down there, right? We're on a team, and uh, you know, I just have Nora. Let's say and I got two more spots. I got three more spots. Excuse me. You're, you know, each player allowed four guests. Could Task? Could Trey? Could you guys be like, hey man, can I get some of your uh, come of you, some of your extra spots? Are they allowed to do that, or it's like, hey, you use them or lose them? You know, it, it's your four. You can't give them yeah. to your superstar player. LeBron can't bring, you know, th- 30 people if he wants, and the rookies get nobody or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe it's a matter of rooms at that point. You know, like LeBron yeah, probably does get the first choice of rooms for where his guests are going to stay, and he's probably picking a bigger suite. You can fit more people in there. <laughs> maybe. Give yeah. us a ring, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Tass is right, though. I think this is overlooked. This is only going to happen when we get to the second round of the playoffs. Um, so there will be another eight teams gone, but they have to start putting these rules in place. And it would have been really funny to have to write all these rules down and be so <laughs> diplomatic with how you said them. But uh, yeah, there, there will be a lot more room opening up and it will be down to uh, yeah eight teams and then your family members. You're not allowed to bring trainers, physical or massage therapists, per- personal chefs, <laughs> hair or apparel stylists, tattoo artists, Lee, I know you're upset about that, <laughs> business partners, certified agents, unless they're a family member, because that happens in some instances. So yeah, they, they, they wrote it all down. Um, and this is a kicker. The guests will have to remain in the bubble. They can't go to the Disney World theme parks. I mean, mm-hmm. that's completely off limits. Uh, you're breaking the bubble at that point. But the league, Lee, like when you go down to your resort in Mexico, I bet, They've programmed some entertainment for kids, okay? There's going to be games and swimming pools, of course, and bicycles and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, the parents can get away for a nice dinner at some weird resort restaurant. (laughs) I'm just looking for someone who's really scrolling through all the uh, names of the people who are not allowed to come, you know, all the descriptions. And they're going to try to find a loophole, you know? This is my... uh... I don't know what it is, but someone's going to slip someone else in there because they're going to have to, aren't they? I mean, that's why the NBA puts so many different categories there because they they know that people are going to try to uh, get that extra person in that they don't want but i think i think it is a use it or lose it i don't think you're gonna they're gonna <laughs> so, allow people so do to, i yeah, so do i to, to pass them on because uh 
Yeah, that, that opened you up, I think, a little bit more to some chaos. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. The other thing I read, too, is players are only going to get one ticket. One ticket authorizing entry for one adult to each of the team's playoff games when their guests are there. Think about that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I thought it was one ticket per person, no? One ticket per for no. each game no, no, per no. person. From the way I read it is, at least right now, because there were talk that they might change this, and they almost would have to. Yeah, if I invited four people, if I invited the four of you guys, I read it like Tass that I only got one ticket. Because you got to remember, they got a social distance in this arena. They got to keep them separate and all that. That I am bringing... Tass, Tass, you get to come to my playoff game. Hey guys, thanks for coming to the bubble. Enjoy it from the <laughs> from the hotel lobby or something like that. I'm just happy to have you here in my proximity. Yeah, that's how I read it, at least. That's crazy. Well, I think um, <laughs> and a know, small I... child you're allowed to bring to. <laughs> yeah, you should you should pick Tass because he's the only one who has a child that actually fits into yeah. the, the height <laughs> maximum minimum whatever it is. That was that 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 was just so weird. That 32 inches are on someone coming in at 33 inches. So like how tall is Deuce Tatum? Yeah, I mean he's I think he's about eighteen months old, I think. So um I'm guessing he's two feet, two and a half feet. So he's right on the cusp. So he's, under. Yeah, he's, he's, right, he's right on the cusp, but then again his dad's six foot eight, so he might be over already, you know? I mean, oh man, I hope there's somebody there. Take your shoes off, son. Take your shoes off and you're in. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Just, just hunch over a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But Tess is right. They're putting out all these rules to make it be like, hey, you know, this is a wedding. We're keeping it really small. It's just going to be people really close, just family. We're trying to do this really small, as small as we can. And that's probably going to work, They're right? Yeah. They're like talking big right now uh, a couple of weeks ahead of time before it's all supposed to go down anyways. They're saying, guys... Don't even try it. You know, don't bring a plus one to the wedding that you're not even going to be with in four years from now. And we're like, who was that? That's what they don't want to happen. Just keep it to the family. Keep the game small as well. For sure. Uh, You speak about weddings. Alex Caruso, Lakers guard, said uh, thanks, but no to his sister's wedding back in Austin, Texas, because it was during the bubble. Mm -hmm. He said, sorry, I can't come. You think if he sends the invite to his sister, she's going to say, nah, (laughs) sorry. Not not interested. No, thank you. Yeah, nothing. Whoa, what a rivalry. What a grudge. <laughs> family, Caruso family grudge. All right, we got to make some predictions for tomorrow's key games involving the Mega Bowl teams. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsor. Guys, I always procrastinate when it comes to self-grooming. I don't find it fun. But taking care of things pays off. Let me give you an example. Getting ready for bed a couple weeks ago. Just a standard night. Going to curl up. Might do a mini crossword and close my eyes. I brush, floss, and decide, you know what? I trimmed up my undercarriage a little earlier, so I'm gonna throw on some of that Manscaped Crop Preserver. Makes it feel and smell fantastic. That anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer feel nice up against those boxers. As I put it on, Danielle walks by and says, you think you're getting lucky tonight? (laughs) We laughed. (laughs) And I know what you're wondering. Did I kill that crossword? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> did I get lucky? No. <laughs> I did not. But we talked about it. Planted the seed. <laughs> For another time, another day. Manscaped doesn't just help you level up your full body grooming game. It does a lot more than that, as you just heard. And right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20. Is that it, Lee? Is it THEATHLETIC20? 
it depends which part of it you're reading. Okay. <laughs> it is for the first two parts, but we're not yeah. doing the last part. Yeah. Yeah. The Athletic 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value. I saw it in a photo from Trey Kirby today. Looking nice. What were you carrying in that Shed Travel Bag, Trey? I don't know if I should say this, Tess, but it was Hawthorne grooming products. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is like the collab of the year here. (laughs) Put an X on it. Cross-contamination. I appreciate your honesty, Trey. We're crossing over our ads. I I thought he was going to say, like, fishing lures or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely some worms in there. Uh, And the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. Two gifts coming at you, so go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC20. Nice. All right. Five letters uh, getting lucky in a crossword. What is it? Five letters mm. getting lucky. <laughs> that's as hard. Uh, Bonin. No. B-O-N-I-N. S. You've got the S. The first letter is S. <laughs> Swing? Lucky. Score. Score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice oh. Good. All right. Uh, man, we're running long here tonight. All four teams, guys, back in action on Thursday to close out the seeding games. Determine which two teams will square off in the Western Conference play-in. A.K.A. the Mega Bowl on Saturday for a chance to face the Lakers. Um, yeah, first game, first game of the plan on Saturday, August 15th at 2.30 on ABC. The ninth seed, though, got to beat the eighth seed twice in order to make it into the actual playoffs. That, if it happens, will be on Sunday. So, tomorrow's schedule. Let's just throw it at you. Memphis versus Milwaukee, 4 o'clock Eastern on League Pass. We got Phoenix versus Dallas, 4 o'clock Eastern on TNT. We got San Antonio versus Utah, 6.30 Eastern on TNT. And then Portland versus Brooklyn at 9 o'clock Eastern on TNT. So all four teams are still alive. All four teams could still be the 8th or the ninth seat. That's how crazy this is. The NBA is loving this. This is exactly how they hoped it would go. It's pretty simple for the Grizzlies. They win tomorrow they are in the Mega Bowl playing game. The only question would be what seed they'd have to they'd have um, for them. Would it be the eighth or the ninth? Would you have to win once or twice? If they win and Portland loses, they clinch the eighth seed. If both of those teams win again on tomorrow uh, Thursday, Portland would be the eighth seed and Grizzlies would be the ninth. And then you know there's a lot of other obviously uh, variations of how this could go. I mean again, the Suns could get in, the Spurs could get in, depending on whether the Grizzlies and the Blazers uh, win or lose their games. Spurs definitely need to win and hope for any two teams to lose to get into the playoffs, play in tournament. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, best guesses here sort of at tomorrow's outcome. Like, really, which two teams at the end of Thursday are we going to get hyped for that Saturday Mega Bowl game on ABC? Lee, get us started. Who's it going to be? I mean, all these games are huge, but who you got? Yeah, well, definitely Portland because they play Brooklyn. Uh, so they need to win and they're in there currently yep. eighth right now. So Portland definitely... Then it comes down really to Memphis going up against Milwaukee and what sort of a team Milwaukee puts out there. I haven't got a lot of faith in Memphis. I think they lose that game. Then it comes down to Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas are obviously in. They can't really move around so much. So I wouldn't be surprised if they rest Luca and maybe even Chris yeah. Tapps. So I think Phoenix actually goes and gets that win. 
and leapfrogs over Memphis and uh, and gets a San Antonio, therefore can't make it. So, right. So you have Portland, Portland. holding on to the eighth seed. <clears throat> Suns yep. going perfect in the bubble. Grizzlies yep. dropping this one in the box. And so the Suns would be the ninth seed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tass, what about you? I've got the same. Yeah. I okay. think uh, the Nets will be chilling, resting guys. And those are their second string guys already. So I think the Blazers, no problem. Uh, Grizzlies against this Bucks team. I don't like actually that the Bucks have already lost, even if it was their second stringers to the Nets earlier in this uh, bubble. So I think they're a proud bunch. You'll right. see their team out there cheering each other on, and I think the Bucks starters will play a bunch of minutes and then sit down. And uh, this, yeah, I think the Suns will get in there because the Mavs will probably be chilling. So Blazers Suns, I think is. Those are the two teams that we want. For, for in my opinion, I think that's the the consensus out there. Yeah, but that's why I'm worried we're not going to get that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. actually, I actually think all four of these teams are going to win tomorrow. Um, and if that is the result, um, and the Suns, despite going eight, no, you know, it'd be so cruel, but they still wouldn't get in because I think it will be the Blazers winning uh, over the Nets in, in the nightcap game, the late game, but the Grizzlies. Taking care of the Bucks. I don't think we're gonna see, uh, you know, the the Bucks starters getting a lot of minutes. Like you said, maybe the conspiracy of helping out your uh, former assistant coach there and all that help out the Grizzlies. I, I think the Grizzlies get the win, Trey. So I think it's going to be Blazers as the eight seed and uh, Grizzlies. No, excuse. Uh, it would be the Grizzlies as the eight seed and Blazers mm. as the ninth seed. Is, is that right? No, 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 no. Well, Blazers <laughs> are in it right now, so if they win, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the Blazers, if they win, are very like, are going to be the eight seed. So um, yeah. What do you think? I'm Trey? with you guys. I feel the most confident about Portland. They seem like they're going to be the eighth seed because they should beat the Nets. Uh, and like you guys, except for Skeets, I'm most nervous for Memphis. There's a lot of pressure in a win and you're in game. I think we'll see a little bit of uh, the Bucks starters because Middleton and Bledsoe didn't play this last game. You would think they don't want to be resting that long heading into the playoffs. They'll get a little bit of time. Um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a tough game for Memphis to go out there and say, we have to win this one game. For the thing we thought we were going to be doing in the first place. That's mm. tough. Um, does the magic run out for Phoenix? I don't know. The team that nobody really wants to see in the Mega Bowl is the San Antonio Spurs. So they'll probably make it there. And then we'll be saying, <laughs> does it count as making the playoffs when you're the ninth seed in a play-in tournament? Then watch them win the first game. And then we're like, oh, okay. So now they won a game in the play-in tournament. It's kind of like being in the playoffs. <laughs> And then they're going to win the next game in the play-in tournament. Suddenly, the Spurs are back in the playoffs. I'm kidding. I think it'll be Portland actually making it to the eighth seed, the real playoffs. But I would not be surprised if it's Blazers and Spurs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Right, we got a little bit of everything there. Let's hear from you guys uh, You know, in the YouTube chat right now. Who do you think is going to at least be playing in the Mega Bowl game on Saturday, the two teams? And, uh, yeah, if you're listening to the podcast later, hit us up on Twitter at NoDunksInc. Should be fun. Should be fun. All right, Will Boy. Will Boy. Honorable mentions. Tyler Hero. Chris Boucher. Again. Tobias Harris. Jokic had a good game uh, in pretty limited minutes. But Will Boy goes to James Harden. 45 points. 13 to 21 from the floor. 12 of 14 at the line. Seven three-pointers made. 17 rebounds. Whoa. Who are you, Luca? Nine assists and three steals. Yeah, it came in a loss. Who cares? Does not matter to Will Boy. Lee, tweet of the night. Mmm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yes, well, uh, speaking of Luca, uh, he picks that up as well because uh, talking about the uh, each player being allowed one ticket per playoff game per guest, as Woj tweeted out, 
with an additional admission for a child 32 inches or below. Well, Luca, he had a little short joke there at uh, JJ Pereira. Just added JJ Pereira and just said, you good? And gave him a <laughs> crying face emoji. And uh, yeah, just I don't think our uh, former producer and uh, still friend Matt would appreciate that. But it's fine. Teammate just having a little bit of fun at the uh, at the short guy in the team. Because what's JJ? He's, he's what, five foot eight in, uh, in shoes? I mean, How many uh, centimeters is he? Yeah, centimeters, yeah. He's uh, about 175, I'd say. <laughs> so too high, too high. Somebody fact check him on that. Yeah, I want to know. Let I want to know how good Lee's math is. Yeah, All right. So a little yeah. simple tweet of the night, Luca, having uh, having some fun. Uh, poor JJ Brown. Oh, he's got <laughs> Michael Jordan tendencies, like Michael Jordan making fun of Jerry Krause. He is the next Jordan. <laughs> there it is. Connect it. 177 uh, centimeters. So oh, not, not bad, not bad, not bad. JJ, uh, oh, man. yeah, he's not that tall. What, what does he list at? 5'11? 5'10. No, 5'8. Oh, wow. He's listed that? Really? I thought he was actually listed even smaller than that. Pick him results. It was the Clippers Nuggets game. JD, I hate to do this to you, but uh, I was the lone guy to have the Nuggets. Lost for me. It was close. It was. But the Clippers pick up the win. I'm seven and seven. Trey improves to seven and seven. Lee and Tass are eight and six. But f- Mason Plumley, f- Miles Plumley. While we're at it, f- Marshall Plumley and f- Plums. I am not a Plum fan. Ah, oh, Plums are all right. Don't hate Plums. No, no, no. There's so many better fruits. I was so livid with them posting him up and him throwing it away. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're killing my pick em here, Plumley. Come on, Plum Dog. Come instead, on, that's an dog. L. Instead, that's an L. All right, Tass, what's our uh, very important, of course, game here for Thursday? You know what's nice about a plum? It's one bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just throw it in there and keep I'd rather the... have a grape. Yeah. yeah but then you don't get a pit you can play around in your mouth with for Oof. a while. <laughs> that's fun. I actually had a plum today, and that's what I did. But the, the pit broke. I don't like that. Oh, that's very dangerous. I had a two-piece in my mouth for a bit. Not fun. (laughs) Two-piece plum pit. (laughs) Uh, So here we are. Thursday, seven-game schedule. The battle for eighth in the Western Conference comes down to one night. Very, very exciting. Yeah, the Blazers, it seems like they've got a gimme. They play the late game. They'll be playing for their spot there against the Brooklyn Nets, and it's a nine and a half point spread. We're gonna stay away from that. It, just, it, it's I don't I don't want to do that. I want to pick a winner, more of a winner rather than uh, hey, are, are they gonna win by seven or eight? So we're gonna stick to a a couple of games that on the main sites don't have lines. Mm. Get those other games that we were talking about. All three of them: Milwaukee, Memphis, Dallas, Phoenix, San Antonio, Utah. I guess the line makers just don't know who's playing and are waiting it out uh, before people can start laying their bucks on it. I had to go in the deep, dark depths of the internet to oh find boy. some lines. Yeah, it's a scary place. Yeah, Jesus. Not fun. I uh, found some lines on some other sites willing to take your money. And the, uh, the Bucks and the Grizzlies line out there, I was very surprised by this line. But the Grizzlies underdogs by four and a half points. I just figured that everybody knows that the Bucks aren't going to play their guys for a long time. It's a desperation time for the Grizzlies. Doesn't matter to the line makers there on the deep dark web. So, who's your pick here? Grizzlies wow. getting so you're four saying, and a half you're, points. Wow, it's Grizzlies plus four and a half. Oh, yeah. give me, 
give me the Grizzlies. I mean, after what I just said, I mean, I've got them winning. I've got them going in. This is, I'm hitting the money line on the dark web. You want my credit card, dark web? Here you go. I'm sure I could trust you, right? You're good. Okay, yeah, let's make some money. Next thing uh, yep. you know, you're getting emails from plumlovers.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I got Memphis, plus four and a half. Come on, their season's on the line here. As long as it's not a lemon party, plum par- <laughs> party, that's fine. Uh, all right, who you got there? Lee, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's so tricky to know what they're going to do there, the Bucks. Uh, yeah, they have to win by five points. I think they do it. I think the Bucks cover. I'm not uh, not not super confident in that pick, but um, I just feel yeah they'll get a couple of their other their other players back. But then the the Budenholzer Taylor Jenkins connection there that that's a, <laughs> oh, that's a sneaky one because that happens. I think it happens. So, um, but I'll take the Bucks. All right, he's got the Bucks, Trey. Oh boy, Oberto. I got burninated <laughs> the last time this happened thinking that the Boston Celtics were going to sit there, guys, and then right. they come out and just smash the Grizzlies, but I will go with Memphis as well, plus four and a half. Okay. Exciting. Exciting stuff. Oh, Tass, you almost like gotta take Milwaukee because if Memphis would win that, we'd have a four way tie, wouldn't we? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I think so. Own. I think we would. But anyway, take, make your pick, though. Yeah, I'm taking Milwaukee. All right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy one. But that's why their deep, dark Webbers are good at what they do. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we've got Lee and Tass taking Milwaukee. they got to win by five points or more. And uh, Trey and I are taking the Grizzlies. I'm pounding the money line. Uh, so I can buy a bunch of plums later. Uh, but uh, Trey's just taking the plus four and a half. No, we got them. Uh, the Grizzlies have the dogs. All right. Wow. We could be tied. We could be tied. Grizzlies pull this out, at least cover. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll have to make some bets, of course, on the play-in games. That's what we'll do if we're all tied. We got Friday's Guys, games, too. Oh, we do have Friday's games. Yeah. I doesn't doesn't feel totally like there's games on Friday. But I yeah. Keep, yeah, I keep thinking tomorrow is the end of the, the, the seating. Um, and that, like, it feels like it should be, like. Well, yeah, it it's absolutely a, should be. It's also uh, our last bubbly show. It f- feels like it doesn't. I don't think we're doing a Friday show. Not to uh, break news, like I'm Sham Sharanya here, but it doesn't feel like we're doing a Friday show. Well, let me hit you Pop with our bubbles. schedule. Let me hit with you, hit you with the schedule before we say goodnight here. Yeah, we're gonna record our Eastern Conference playoff preview podcast on Friday. That one will drop on Friday because we know. Obviously, the four matchups. We know all the teams involved in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah. Tomorrow night, we plan on hitting you with one final last bubble wrap podcast for sure. Because we got to recap all these crazy Mega Bowl games, who's in and all that. So, that's tomorrow night. Then you got the Eastern Conference playoff preview on Friday. Saturday, well, Lee, I know you're talking to Derek Harper. You're going to be popping some packs. So, hopefully, Mm -hmm. have a little bonus podcast up. But on Saturday, when they play the Mega Bowl... We're going to take Saturday off, all right? Our first day off in a long time because we're going to wait to see what happens in that game. It's very possible the ninth seed beats the eighth seed and then they got to play again on Sunday. So on Sunday, we're going to record our Western Conference playoff preview. It's TBD as to when we'll record it and get it up. We'll either, you know, if the eighth seed beats the ninth seed on Saturday, well, then we can record it on Sunday morning, get it up in a pretty timely fashion. But we might have to wait until the second game, which I think is like a 4.30 start on the Sunday. So it's a little bit later um, but once that wraps up, we'll record our Western Conference playoff preview. All right, that makes sense there. I think that schedule is pretty damn good. And then, geez, we're almost into the playoffs. So uh, 
I don't know what we're doing for the playoffs yet. We got to see the schedule that they got in mind. Are they going all day action or are they going prime time? That'll ultimately probably decide what we do. But uh, keep subscribing to the podcast, guys. Check out the brand new shirt we dropped at nodunks.com. I got it on right now if you're watching on mm. YouTube. Oh, it's a beautiful shirt. Feels mm. real nice. Yeah, feel magical in this shirt. Mm. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Smash those likes like an Idaho potato. And if you listen to the pod on iTunes, leave your boys a sweet five-star rating and review. So yeah, back tomorrow, late Thursday night, our last bubble wrap. And then we'll get into our playoff preview podcast. We'll have hopefully a little pop and packs. You're wearing a Derek Harper shirt, are you not? Well, it's it's not actually Derek got? Harper. It's oh, Rolando. I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's Rolando Blackman. I couldn't get hold of a Derek Harper shirt in time. So okay. uh, yeah, former, former Nick and uh, Maverick teammate, bro. Okay, so you'll hopefully be talking to Derek Harper at some point on Instagram tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, we are scheduled to go at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ooh, okay. Mm. So about 4.30 is when you'll be talking to Derek Harper. They've got a game, I think, at 4 o'clock. So, uh, oh, right. Uh, yeah, right. So uh, I won't be able to keep him for too long. <laughs> okay, okay. So we got a lot of content coming at you over the next couple days. Keep subscribed to your boys wherever you watch or listen to us. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Mmm, just looking at a drink right here, guys. What do you got? Thanks for, thanks for joining us. And remember, a plum dog millionaire, it's a delicious martini. Gin, some black plum, a little plum wine, lavender soda, and lavender sugar. Mmm. Sounds like shit. <laughs> Brace the night, people.